On today's Question of Faith, what did the Pope say to our Cleveland Seminary community? Hey everybody, this is Question of Faith. I am Mike Hayes. I'm the director of Young Adult Ministry in Diocese of Cleveland. And I'm Father Damian Ferentz, the vicar for evangelization. I am Father Joe Koopman. I'm vice rector of St. Mary's Seminary and also professor of moral theology. And apparently a really good translator. Well, it was the, be- the best they had, the best they had. So uh, it's been a lo- long time since I've been in Rome. I left about 14 years ago, So, but I still remembered some of my Italian, mm. which came in helpful. So Yeah, so you sort of served as the main translator for the trip. That Tell us a little bit about the trip that you took and that the seminary Yeah, sure, made, yeah, sure. It was, um, it, it was something we've been planning for at least a year and a half, and we tend to uh, take trips usually like every five years. It gives our seminarians at least one opportunity during their times of study to be able to make a pilgrimage to Rome. And so uh, this is the 175th anniversary, a little bit more of an important um, pilgrimage um, time with 175 years of the anniversary of our seminary to, to go with the bishops to the Eternal City. So, so in, in 1999, Father Joe and I, when we celebrated 150 years of St. Mary's Seminary, went over to Rome and had an audience with John Paul II. So now our major seminary, which is 175 years old, one year older, people, than the North American College. Just just saying that. Point just it out. That. Point so it Cleveland's uh, seminary is older than Rome's American College. Um, was celebrating 175 years. And so Father Joe helped organize this uh, pilgrimage over. And you got to meet the Holy Father. We did. And we actually... Back for our 150th, Father Damien was mentioning, we got to meet John Paul II also, and it was a life-changing experience. And I think part of the reason why we continue to do these trips is, you know, part of formation is not just simply classroom or field ed. It's also um, having guys immersed in culture Mm. and everything that's Catholic. And um, I can say that my trip, and probably Father Damien would agree, was life-changing to actually meet uh, John Paul II to, to join the seminary in a prayerful pilgrimage. And uh, we're equally as blessed this this year with our 175th trip. It was just an awesome experience. Uh, it was great because the majority of the guys, vast majority, had never been to Rome. A lot of our guys have never been to Europe, and actually we had a good amount that never been on a plane before. Yeah, someone said that to me the other yeah. day. I was astounded. I was like, they've never been on a plane, you know. And a nine-hour trip is kind of a, a tough baptism by <laughs> yeah, fire right. when it comes to travel. So they might not ever take another plane. Oh, <laughs> we were packed. Uh, we were praying hard. Uh, you know, on the way home, we had two bishops and 70 seminarians and faculty. If that plane went down, um, we did. <laughs> the other diocese is yeah. in peril. Yeah. yeah. So we were a little nervous. We knew, we knew the Lord would take care of us. So, so you landed on a Friday morning, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then this papal audience was on a Monday. You got it. Yeah. Okay. Monday. So take us through like that morning. How early did you have to be at the Vatican? What were you all wearing? What were you thinking? Just yeah. yeah tell us the story. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was Monday. We it was originally scheduled to be at eleven thirty. I uh, they they changed the time, but I luckily I was waiting for another phone call from um someone in the Secretary of State regarding where I needed to take the bishops. It was a different area than the group. And so luckily, um, I got the phone call right before Mass. And after that phone call, I got another phone call from the the prefect of the papal household saying that time had changed by a half hour. So I had to run up to the chapel, and as soon as Mass is over, tell everyone to book it. We had to really get to the bronze doors. If you're familiar with the Vatican uh, City State in St. Peter's, uh, there's often a queue to get in. Luckily, there wasn't 
too long of a line, but still it took a while to get through, but we had to be there uh, by, again, a half hour early. And so everyone got through and then at the bronze doors, and then they let the group in. It's an impressive way. It's the um, ancient uh, diplomatic door uh, uh. where the Pope greets, has always greeted diplomats, or the Swiss guard in this case. And so uh, the letter was printed. We already, Father Lakovich, our rector, led the group in. And uh, Father Damien remembers this. It's, it's an impressive stairwell that goes up. It's kind of it has an optical illusion um, because the Vatican's not big, it narrows optically, so it, it's almost like a false view that much, looks much bigger than it is. But mm. it's still a lot of steps, all marble. And I was actually with the bishops. Um, we went up a different way, but it was cool because we were in the hall called the Sala Clementina, where the Holy Father had set up chairs for us. And um, the stairwell leads right into the hall. And it was a really great moment to be standing there and seeing our whole group of seminarians come up. And the look on their eyes, because the Sala Clementina is beautiful. It's gorgeous. Um, it's the same place. Is we, that what I was going to yeah. say? Is that the same place we met John Paul II? Same place. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's full of marble. It's very beautiful. And so just to see the guys come up, our seminarians come up, um, and just the excitement that was there, you know, it's... Also, um, you say the seminarians, but it wasn't just the seminarians. So other faculty came and a couple parents were part of the pilgrimage group, right? There were 70 of you? Yeah, there were 70 of us, and that included, right, we actually had um, secretaries. We had a lot of our um, a lot of our faculty came, which was great. And actually, we had a, a really good showing of the priests here. I think almost all the priests uh, came from the seminary, so there were a lot of us. And, of course, two bishops. We were blessed to have both Bishop Molesic and Bishop Boost, you know, be part of it. And although this was a celebration of St. Mary's Seminary, which is the graduate's seminary, the Theologate, 175 years, you did take the Borromeo juniors and seniors, which is a nice recruiting move, too. Yeah. So. Oh, no, no, it totally is. And, and I know those guys had a great time, too, to have the Borromeo guys join us. And, um, you know, we are just, again, just finished renovations. So we've all been kind of living together here, crammed for the last year and a half or two years. Um, but it's been a, a great community. And, you know, obviously all the guys relate well with each other, Borromeo and St. Mary's. So it was great to have the Borromeo guys with us. So, um, yeah, there was, we had to wait maybe, I would say, 15 minutes before the Holy Father greeted us. Um, he, the doors opened, he came in, um, and of course all of us got stood out. Right, were you, were you sitting when he came in or were you standing and what's protocol? Did they give you any instructions? Do this, don't do this. Yeah, they said, okay. So they did say that the Pope, um, had an address for us after, uh, Bishop Molesic, uh, actually wrote an address and addressed the Holy Father. So we knew that was coming. They said the Pope had, um, his own address to us and they passed out, um, his address, luckily translated into English. Now, he did depart a little bit from it, so that's where it was lucky that a few of us knew Italian mm. to kind of fill the group in on what he said. Um, he was pretty emphatic about some points, which was which is interesting. Tutti, tutti. Yeah, the 2D. And also, um, he did say that the bishop's a good talker, or he speaks well. Right. You could <laughs> you, you can interpret it either way. Right. But it was like a funny, because uh, Bishop Molesic was quite eloquent and um, in welcoming uh, and introducing the group to the Holy Father. So uh, we were actually seated. It was a different protocol, and he sat um, in a chair, and we were all facing him. They had just enough seats for all of us, and so we all filed in, and uh, we're sitting there until he came in. As soon as he came in, we immediately all stood, and uh, we applauded. Um, mm -hmm. Directions, the Holy Father, as you probably know, does not like to have his ring kissed, um, and so we were told, do not attempt to kiss the Pope's ring just because he doesn't like it. Mm -hmm. So uh, the guys listened to those instructions. Um, <laughs> but the great part was everyone was able to come up and actually shake his hand. So we, I think all the guys knew at that point that we'd all be able to have a, 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 a private, private moment. And I, most of our guys did say some things to the Holy Father, so, um, which is great.
So yeah, to hear right. yeah, the message. He sometimes will do addresses, but right, usually it's a very quick. We, he was there almost over a half hour with us, and his wow. address was actually surprisingly long. Um, but it was a great address. He kind of went off the cuff at times. Um, and Father Damien, has mentioned, it was really kind of similar to the synodal um, message of uh, telling us to listen, to walk together, and to witness were the three points he's, he mentioned. But the importance for us to listen, to be present to people, um, the walking together to be, and this is where he said the tutti tutti, which means all. He said, we have to uh, walk with everyone, he said. He said, even those that differ with us in terms of our thoughts, he said, um, sick um, or healthy, rich or poor, everyone. That mm-hmm. priests and seminarians are called to walk with everyone, uh, no exceptions. And then um, the importance of witness. And it was really a, a great priestly message to our guys of encouragement. So it was really a great address um, by our Holy Father. So and then right after the address, we all went up individually, beginning with Bishop Molesic, the Bishop Boost, and the rest of us. So Now, you brought your mother there. Right? I did, yeah. And, uh... So tell us what that was like and how the Holy Father responded to Marianne Koopman. Yeah, it was funny. You know, my mom's comment was, priests, priests love moms. <laughs> that's, what, that's what kind of what my mom's uh, reaction was. Uh, so I introduced myself, and I'm, I'm a big guy, and my mom's little. He's six foot six. So my mom is little. She's tiny. So um, to cut to the chase, just in case the Pope would said something to me, I figure I'd be proactive. So I introduced myself, who, who I was. I introduced some, my mom. And I said in Italian, I go, it's, it's a little mom. And then I stood up straight. I was bent over. I stepped straight and, and a big son, a, gran, a grande figlio. <laughs> to which point he looked terrified. And so I have it. My picture that I bought isn't the ones where we're all smiling. It's the one where the Pope looks, yeah, terrified. It's a funny picture. So, but he kept on asking my mom for prayers. Uh, that was what she said, please pray for me. And he, he called her by her name, just like he called me by Father Joe. He said, Marianne, please pray for me. And uh, it was a great moment as, you know, to have a mom there. And at the very end, um, as he was leaving, I think this was the biggest surprise, he turned, to go around, he turned to go out and then he turned back around. My mom was next to me in the front row, and he pointed her out. He said, you pray for me. <laughs> he kept on asking for prayers. He did the same also with, Pope, uh, with uh, Bishop Molesic. He said, please pray for me. He says, don't pray against me. Pray for me. So this is a pope that maybe is used to uh, conflict and confrontation. He really asked for prayers. We also had, a, it was another mom that came. We had um, seminarian uh, Sammy Seferati, his mom and dad came. And uh, Sammy's mom has some health issues. So I was able to go up and ask the Holy Father for a special blessing for Gia. And that was also a really touching moment. The guy said, you know, all the guys joined in prayers, the Holy Father, extended his hand and, and placed his hand on her head and prayed for her. So it was a, a great moment for mothers of seminarians, but also a mom of priests. So. so I heard one of our seminarians also ask Pope Francis for prayers for his grandmother, and then the Pope gave him a special rosary in a white packet. Because not only did you all shake hands with him, but you also all received rosaries. We both met John Paul II. Did you ever meet Pope Benedict? Uh, just like, yeah, and I shook his hand, but as he was coming by the Pope Mobile. Yeah, I grabbed his yeah. hand once and got pushed away, so yeah. I don't count that as an official meeting. <laughs> um, but this was your first time meeting Pope Francis. Yeah, and this, this kind of came from the guys, too, um, as they came in not knowing what to expect. Um, there was a real joy. In fact, you know, my message, what, what I said to him, my thank you, and I think guys all had different messages. I said, Holy Father, thank you uh, for your message of joy to the world and the church. And I was being authentic when I said that. But um, I had planned to say that because I was thinking of what he has left the church and the joy that's so important, the joy of the gospel. But actually, it was cool because 
that's what I sensed immediately when he came in. There was a warmth to him um, and a real joy and a welcoming presence, uh, a big smile. Um, you felt like, uh, yeah, he, we weren't rushed at all. It was a, a, a great time where he was really present to us. Um, when he talks about listening and walking together, uh, those are things that he lived certainly um, in our experience with him. So no, it was there was a, a joy and it was there's an energy too. I mean, there's an excitement. Uh, this is the successor of Peter, you know, um, and so uh, just that connection with the church, but also with our Holy Father was awesome. It was really awesome. So in addition to the stories about your mother and a couple of the other seminarians, one of the stories that's been going around is about Bishop Woost and his two priest brothers. In fact, Father Tom Woost is Mike's supervisor uh, at his diaconate site. Can you tell us how the Pope reacted meeting the brothers Woost? So yeah, that was another excitement moment. So after I entered, um, after I um, met the Pope with my mom, I walked back to my seat. But Father uh, Bishop Woos grabbed me immediately and said, "Could you please stay here, um, because my brothers are coming up. I want to know the Pope knows that we're all brothers." So as soon as Father Dave Woos and Father Tom Woos came up, uh, Bishop Woos joined them immediately. So my only job was to tell the Holy Father, "Hey, th- they are brothers, fratelli. Yeah, they're the fratelli, Lorano fratelli." And uh, to that, he lit up, you know, and of course, I think at that moment, looking at the three, they do look like brothers. So I think it kind of dawned on the Holy Father as soon as he, I said that and he looked at them. He's like, ah, and so there's a lot of joy there, too. And he counted, right? He was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three. <laughs> one, two, three. So, yeah. yeah. And then wasn't, uh, wasn't Father Dave blind behind him and he said, are you their brother, too? You know? <laughs> I didn't hear that, but it could have. If Yeah, as Father Tip said, if it didn't happen, it should have. So. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I think Father Wooster. And said that oh, that's cool. He, uh, yeah, he, he said, yeah, Father Blind was in back. He said, so, oh, is, is he your brother too? And he was like, yeah, no. <laughs> He's not one of us. So what do, you, what do you see maybe now or what do you hope for as some of the graces from this pilgrimage? Because it truly wasn't vacation. No. It's pilgrimage. No, no, you're, you're, yeah. you're meeting the Holy Father. The guys are, I know you had a tour through the Vatican Museum. You had time with Liz Love. You got to, you know, enjoy the Italian culture. What? What are what are your hopes for the seminary community moving forward because of this? Yeah, I mean, really, um, the tangible connection we can we can talk and read about. Um, you know, the Pope, the gift of the Apostolic Church, the the martyrs. We can read about it. It's part of our piety. It's part of our prayer. But to walk the streets of Rome and know these are the same places where uh, these saints uh, walked. To go to the tombs of the saints, um, and you realize. They're not distant figures. They're friends. And I think the encouragement of a lot of us priests with the seminarians were be friends with them. Spend time. Like we we did a lot of tours, but I told we purposely kept a lot of time free in the afternoons or evenings so the guys could go back to the churches and the saints. So um, because we were packing in and we saw a lot of great saints, St. Philip Neri. So Neri was was uh, popular in St. Agnes. Uh, St. Ignatius of Loyola, St. Francis Xavier, of course, Peter and Paul, Bartholomew, James, you know, all these saints that we all pray at their tomb. Did you go to Santa Cecilia? I did not, but Father Anderson did. Yeah. So, And guys didn't make the trip, yeah. I used to pray for my rock stars at the tomb of St. Cecilia, the patron saint of music. Those yeah, no, but it was, a, it, was a, it was just for the guys to experience the holiness of that city and also the courage of the martyrs, so to, to be able to experience that. And there has to be that connection with the Holy Father, that there's our churches, um, yeah, to have that connection after 
reading about it and knowing it to actually be in that city, it's a real grace. And it was, I mean, in terms of pilgrimage, it was a lot of early mornings. Um, it was a lot of a, a lot of going to holy places. It was very busy. The other thing too, we did have I, there was one free day, which is always a blessing. And um, we had 27, led by uh, Father Mick Joyce and Father John Paul Kuzma, who are their Capuchins here at Borromeo. They led uh, the charge to go to Assisi. So we had 20 of the 70, about 27 or 28, went to Assisi uh, just to follow the footsteps of St. Francis and Claire and Blessed Carlo, actually. Oh, so, yeah, right. the guy yeah. spent time there. So That's yeah. great, yeah. And then, um, you know, it, I think, for, yeah, so look, I've done none of these things, right? <laughs> Yeah. I've had four papal drive-bys. That's it, you know, and and all four. But yeah. in, the, in the United States or uh, well, in the Tor- Toronto with John Paul II. Okay, for World Youth Day then. Right? Uh, Sydney with Benedict and okay. Sydney, and then in Philadelphia with Francis and Poland with Francis. Okay. Um, and so that's as close as I've got. So you guys are definitely winning the closest to the Pope contest. Um, <laughs> And so that's great, but I mean, I think it really makes the papacy real for people. You know, you say, yeah. "Wait, he's a real person. He's right there in front of us." It's just yeah. great, you know. A real connection, yeah. And um, St. Peter's is an impressive place, but to see where Peter's buried, yeah. uh, to realize the gift the papacy is to the church, and to see the current successor of Peter, um, yeah, it was a real blessing in a way that united our seminary, um, yeah, as a Catholic seminary, you know, which is so important to our faith. So yeah, it was a blessing and. I know there's a lot of graces just being in the city and making a pilgrimage. Um, yeah, sure. What pilgrimage can do for you, right? Mm-hmm. No, no, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so speaking of pilgrimages, we're going to be doing a pilgrimage uh, this Lent here around the diocese in uh, Lakewood. We're going to do a four-church pilgrimage. On April 1st. So some of you may recall that last year we did a seven-church, seven-mile pilgrimage starting at uh, St. John's Cathedral. We went through Tremont and Ohio City and then back downtown. And so we're going to do that again, except we're going to stick to the city of Lakewood. It's a highly populated young adult community. Mm-hmm. Is it 930 at St. Luke's um, right there on Clifton? Clifton Father, Bunce, Father yeah. Kevin Albert is the pastor there. So we'll begin there. We'll go south down to Transfiguration, the old St. Cyril Methodius. Father Ted's a pastor there. He's a Franciscan. Then we'll shoot over to St. Clement's and then up to St. James, and then we'll be back to St. Luke. So it's six miles. It's yep. going to take, what, three hours, three and a half hours? Yeah, we'll be back by like one one fifteen somewhere around there. Uh, I walked it the other day with Max Hall, and um, yeah, it, it's not, I wouldn't say it's a challenging walk. It's mostly flat. You know, the, the first little bit of it is a little uphill, but mm-hmm. in general, it was a pretty easy walk. Um, but it was long, you know, it was it was three hours, three and a half hours for us to do it, and um you know, we'll, we'll give you some lunch at the end of the day at St. Luke's, so it'll be fun. And, and uh, they're all beautiful churches is the other thing. And little reflections in each church on the Eucharistic Revival theme. So uh, gathered, blessed, broken, and shared. And I'll be taking the shared at St. James. So please come out, tell your friends, especially friends who haven't been to church in a while or maybe have never been into a Catholic church. You don't have to be. Um, Catholic or uber Catholic to come on this. We're going on a pilgrimage. We're walking. We're stopping into churches to visit. And we're going to be in an area that is probably a lot of Catholics who may not have been in church for a while. Maybe they can join us too and say, what are you doing? We're just visiting churches and praying. Come on, join us. Yeah, great. that's great. Yeah. And then um, no sign-ups for this. Just show up at, at St. Luke. Maybe bring some some water in yeah, case we'll, your throat gets parched. We'll have some water for you there, too. We're going to mm-hmm. go out and buy a bunch of water for folks oh, and throw it in the back of Max Max's truck. And if you can't make it and uh, or you don't want to make it, at least pray for good weather that day. Yeah. Because uh, although last year it snowed and it rained and we still got 80 yeah, people. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. 
And then we're going to be doing, on Holy Thursday, we've set up station churches as well. Oh, right? yeah. I don't know, Father Joe, if I told you about no. this. So we it's a Roman tradition on Holy Thursday night after the Mass of the Lord's Supper to go visit seven churches. And so what we've done in Cleveland is we've designated 21 churches in Tremont, Ohio City, Duck Island, Hingetown, Gordon Square, and Lakewood. And all the pastors have agreed to keep their churches open that night until 11 p.m. And we're going to have our Eucharistic Revival prayer that our team has written, um, both in English but also in Spanish, in Korean, in Vietnamese, in Latin. Um, we have it in Braille for the Braille community at St. Augustine's. I just talked to Father Arnell today. He's going to put it. Um, Philippine is ta- Tagal? Tagalog. Ta- ta- Tagalog. So that'll be 17 languages we're translating this thing into. But that night, it's just an opportunity to get out, visit seven churches in the Diocese of Cleveland, and pray it up before our Eucharistic Lord and be on pilgrimage and be active. It'll be very cool. The folks in Parma have said that they're gonna that they looked at it and then they created their own little seven churches that they're gonna do and they're gonna stop and do a have a young adult do a reflection in front of each church. As oh, well. excellent! So it's great. So kind of taking the taking it on their own. John Varis, who helped us last year with this, decided. Well, I have a group of people who just want to do this, so we looked at the churches and said, oh, "These are the seven we'll do." That's cool. And I was down because we're in the middle of nine nights as we're recording this. I was down at Father Matt Pfeiffer's place at St. Paul in Akron the other oh, night, and he said there are some folks who already do this in Akron. So I thought maybe next year we'll say here are fourteen churches in Akron, and maybe we do it in Lorraine. But you got to start somewhere, right? Right. And we're exactly. starting this year, and so come out to those station churches on Holy Thursday night, please. And on April twenty ninth. Uh, we're going to have the Ignite Conference, which is going to be the it's first young adult conference we've had here in a while. And, uh, so that'll be at the Marriott uh, downtown. And at the end of the conference, we'll be walking from the Marriott in a Eucharistic procession over to the cathedral, uh, where Bishop Molestic will be there uh, to preside at Mass for us to Super close exciting. out the conference. Again, yeah. invite friends. The people, like we can do like the podcast, we can do social media things, we can do parish announcements, we can do billboards, and we've done all those. But the best way to invite people is the way Jesus did, personal invitation, hands down the best way to get people involved in the life of faith. So. Indeed, yeah. And so take all those things as a personal invitation from us. Father Joe Koopman, thanks for joining us. Great uh, to be with you guys. Yeah, it was always great uh, to have you, and uh, hopefully you'll have you again sometime. Sounds good. All right, and we'll have that and a whole lot more next time here on Question of Faith.